You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Racehorse or workhorse between the NFL draft and the Kentucky Derby, there's no shortage of odds, props, and horses to take advantage of and win cash at mybookie.ag. Predict who will go first or last in the NFL draft and everything in between. Will it be Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson to the Jags? If you've got a feeling, you can cash in on this and make much more money at mybookie. And make sure you hit up the website May 1st for some freebies because they're celebrating the 2021 Kentucky Derby with a host of free games games, spins, and chips available throughout the day in the MyBookie Casino. Whether you're looking for a legit blackjack experience fit with live dealers or just looking to bet on the next big event, there's only one place to do it. That's MyBookie. Sign up now with promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to get your first deposit matched up to $1,000. That's promo code ZABE to get your free deposit and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere and get paid with my bookie. Today on the Zabecast, here's a pro tip for MMA fighters. Don't talk smack about your opponent having a weak punching fist unless you are sure you're going to beat him. Andy Pollan joins me to talk NFL Draft. We'll play Remember the Time because there are so many funny and disastrous draft episodes through the years. All that plus it's just 100 days, not forever, remember? Your 45 minutes of bonus me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go. Here we go. Monday, April 26, 2021. Thank you for downloading. Let's get right to it. Hope you had a good weekend. Here comes the NFL draft. Going to be a fun one, and we'll talk about it with Andy Poley in just a hot minute. First, though, feedback on John Ziegler. Mixed. And I knew it would be. Some of you saying, I didn't listen to one minute of it. He's too brash. He's too cocky. He's too annoying. Somebody else said that they had talked with prosecutors in the case or they knew one of the prosecutors and uh, and that the prosecutors said the stuff they heard from the other victims was enough to keep him awake at night and they didn't want to entertain any notion of well, could this possibly in a possibly been a miscarriage of justice? And I say that's fine. It's fine to skip episodes you don't like of this show or any other show. And I want to clarify, I'm not taking a side as to saying for sure I think Sandusky is innocent or guilty. In fact, it could be both. It could be that he is guilty as hell, and yet at the same time, there's no way that the state had made a sufficient legal case to put him behind bars. The two are not necessarily mutually exclusive. 
So I found it interesting. Part two of his podcast series is coming out this week. And if you want to listen to it, listen to it. If you don't, don't. And that's fine. Uh, No complaints there. Some of you said they found it quite interesting and that their mind was blown about certain facts of the case that they had either forgotten or never knew about in the first place. Also, feedback on our boys, Scott and Solly. Overwhelmingly positive. Thank you. Deep, humble, Japanese caddy bow at the flagstick a la the Masters. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's great to have them back with me. And I am looking now for a day to put them in the rotation. The problem is, Scott, you know he, you know him. He is the dad of the, you know, going for dad of the year still. <laughs> Scott is super busy. Solly, not so much. So I can't really nail him down on a specific day just yet. But I'm going to work to slot them in wherever and whenever I can. Of course, we're getting very busy here on the Zavecast, and that's a good thing. Tuesday Power Lunch is going great. Carol is wonderful to talk to once a week, and she brings in great guests. I got the home and home with Sheehan in theory. He still owes me a date. We're working on that. I do want to pair Galdi with Andy if I'm going to pair Scott with Solly. I still have got Jay, who took a bye week. Charch, who I haven't had in a while. My boy Ron Thomas, although he's on the Capital Golf Gang, is good. Mr. X is basically on the DL almost. <laughs> he's going to reach out. What, what happened to me, man? I get benched. I get sent down to AAA. I'm just like, I'm busy. I guys got to get in the podcast here. I might have to podcast Saturdays and Sundays now. Don't do that. Okay. I won't do that. But uh, I'm blessed. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm blessed with a lot of guys and gals willing to come on the podcast and entertain you and entertain me and be very, very good. And I'm now uh, having a hard time slotting them in. So we'll uh, we'll see what we do from here. But uh, the overwhelming response to Scott and Solly, thank you very much for that. Scott was very pleased to hear that, and it felt good for him. You know, when you're when you're sent off the plank in this business into the cold ocean, especially after riding in in the ship itself with a nice cabin and blankets and food for a long time, it's it's daunting. It fucks with your head. Because in this business, when you're gone and you're off the air or off TV, you become a, a speck on the horizon as you wade in the ocean of unemployment very quickly. And you might say as a consumer of sports and media, well, whatever happened to that guy? Whatever happened to that girl? But when it's you who's out there swimming, it's tough, man. It's mentally tough. You got to stay strong and you got to start swimming. You better fucking swim. Swim to find dry land. Swim, keep your head above water until another ship comes by and you wave frantically, a la Tom Hanks and Castaway. Wilson! UFC 261 over the weekend was a huge hit. Not just because they had a sold-out arena. More on that after I talked to Andy. But because of the knockouts that occurred in this, including the absolute bomb that Kamaru Usman delivered to one Jorge Masvidal. A knockout that I saw a short clip of Joe Rogan with the other two announcers reacting to like, oh, and they jump half out of their seats. It was kaboom. And here's what made it even juicier. Apparently, Masvidal was talking shit before the actual fight about Usman's, ready for this? Lack of knockout power with his fists. 
Oh no. He hits not hard at all. He's one of the softest hitters I've ever been in front of, period. Squeeze that hook. Yeah. God didn't bless him with that manliness, you know, where he could hurt another man with his fist. And it must suck to, to live that life. And of all the superlatives. Wow. And uh, Usman afterwards, so he just totally destroys Masvidal with a right hand. And he's down on the ground, and he runs up, and this is what they do in MMA, keep punching. While a guy's down, punch him while he's down. The referee came in and quickly broke it up. Uh, some were saying, were the extra punches necessary? And uh, Usman said, yeah, they were. they were super necessary. Besides... Apparently, I don't hit very hard, so I needed to hit him a few more times. Good shit. Wish I watched it live, but at least I saw the video clips afterwards. Hello. New intro music. Who dis? You know what? Somehow in uh, changing out machines, I forgot to reload the Tonight Show theme, and I was like, oh shit, what am I going to introduce Andy with? And it had a stock rejoin in there. Catchy, isn't it? Dun, dun, Andy Poland. Do, 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 do. Hello, my friend. How are you? I'm uh, musically challenged, and uh, I- I'm not actually trying to do an imitation of you with my voice. Uh, I lost some of it over the weekend in San Antonio. <laughs> wow, yes. Uh, Andy is back from a uh, weekend at a dear friend's daughter's wedding. Correct. Yes. Fill us in. Uh, Joe Fowler, who, uh, if you're a TV file and go back to the days of the 1980s, he was between Bernie Smilovitz and Steve Buckhans at Channel 5. And has gone on to a very successful career in infomercials. And uh, we became very close friends in college, roomed together. Uh, he's the one that brought me to Texas, where I started my career. We remained friends for 45 years. And his only child, his daughter, got married over the weekend. And uh, it was a wonderful affair back in San Antonio. It was good to be back there and good to be with him and his family and friends. And all that, muzzle, muzzle, good things. Now, how, how was it? going to Texas and a wedding where I would guess at this wedding, there weren't a whole lot of masks. Well, there were some, but uh, no, Texas is not exactly uh, embracing masks right now. Now to go into a restaurant, you still have to wear a mask, but you can immediately take it off when it comes time to eat, (laughs) which makes no sense whatsoever, but fine. So at the wedding, uh, did you wear one at the wedding or did you wear one at the uh, reception? Well, the, the wedding was outdoors. It was on okay. a mountaintop in, in Bernie, Texas. If you're familiar with that, that's about 30 miles north of San Antonio. And they had a wedding hall where they had it covered, but the doors were open. So it was sort of inside and outside at the same time. And uh, I did not wear a mask in that, nor did anybody else, including the people who were dancing closely. Good. Uh, <laughs> did you feel comfortable or not? I mean, look, uh, you're double. You, you've got full vaccination. You're the healthiest man I've ever known. You, generally speaking, don't fear things in life. Yeah. How did you feel, Andy? Uh, well, I haven't had my second vaccine. Oh, okay. That's tomorrow. So I've had one, uh, and I, I, I have felt fine throughout this. But 
Yeah, I mean it's it's a little bit uh, a little bit unsettling, but uh, I would say a lot of the people there had had their vaccines. So uh, you say bad. you say unsettling, Andy. You know what other people call that? What normal? <laughs> it shows you how far we've lost the scent of true normal in this country. Yeah. Right. Which is a hell of a thing psychologically. And there's a lot of people that have a lot of fears in life, and I'm not mocking them. I have my own hang-ups and phobias. But there's a lot of people that are going to take a long time to get unfucked mentally by what has happened the last year. You know that, right? Oh, this, this is not going to instantly go away in September. Now, the NFL is going to pack the houses, and I don't think they're going to have any problem doing that. But, yes, there, there will be people for years and years who will not be comfortable around other people. Here's your boy, by the way, Joe Fowler, pimping Gorilla Green. You need an all-purpose cleaner, and you get this green cleaning stuff. Now, I can't show you the name because they'll sue me, but it costs over seven bottles, and it's mostly water. Look, most cleaners are about 5% cleaning solution mixed in with 95% water that you pay for. Never again. Now there's Gorilla Green from Simonize, the all-purpose You know, he he does very well, doesn't he? Is he, is he rich? Is he... Filthy loaded? No, no, he's not not filthy loaded. He he does well with some things, and as a matter of fact, during the pandemic, he's done better than he has in recent years. Working out of his basement, his wife works the camera. No and, way. Uh, yeah, and and uh, people are buying more and more, as you know, online. So uh, he financially has had a, had a good year doing that. But no, I wouldn't call him mega rich. He's he's comfortable. He, okay. He's got a second residence in in Orlando, and uh, that's yeah, rich. Well, not, you know. <laughs> Two houses in America, that's rich. Yeah. I mean, Good for I, him, though. Good for him. You know, he's got that everyman look, which I right. think they go for with infomercial hosts. You don't want to be too pretty. You don't want to be too skinny. You want to look like an average Joe, or in this case, an average Joe Fowler, mm-hmm. I think for credibility, right? Yeah, that, and I think that uh, he had really good experience going into this in that he had been successful as a TV sportscaster in Washington and Philadelphia and was very, very successful in his hometown of San Antonio. And he also had uh, done some movies. He was in uh, a number of movies uh, and TV shows, not big parts, but so he had the medium down. And I think he's he's got a really good understanding of the camera and what he needs to do. And sure. uh, yeah, he's, he's like one of like five guys in the whole country that do this. Yeah, you know? not good. Good for him. Him and Phil Swift. Uh, you had the Vince Shlomi guy, Mr. Slapchop, but he went to jail for like biting a prostitute in a right. cocaine-fueled rage. So yeah. there's him, and I'm trying to think who else is one of the top guys. Well, I, I told you a story about Billy Mays, who uh, was the most successful guy, and he died of cocaine-related problems. And he had a couple of products on the market, and they had Joe cut the spots over but meantime, they kept the Billy Mays spots on the air, and they were selling more products. So they they didn't take it off for quite a while. I, I don't know how that all worked out financially, yeah. but uh, you know they, they were nervous about having the dead guy sell product, and apparently it was working out pretty well for them. Yeah. Ron Popeil is in the infomercial Hall of Fame. Also, Bill Guthy and Greg Ranker of the Not infamous Guthy and you'd never heard of Guthy and Ranker? No, never. Guthy no. Ranker, Cy mm-hmm. Sperling. Size Sperling, yes. Hair, club, hair club president. I'm also a client. Mm-hmm. I met him. Okay. Yeah. Tony Little, the guy with the ponytail yeah. that did the silly air bike, uh, right. the, 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 the whatever. Uh, Billy yeah. Mays, of course, now dead. 
And your boy Joe Feller making a good living. Well, good for him. Yeah. All right, before let's get to the draft because it's draft week in the NFL. We're going to play a game called Remember That Time, dot, dot, dot. All right, because there's always yep. these incidents from the draft. We'll talk specifically with the Redskins over the years as well. But before I get to that, I saw where apparently this kid Davis Mills out of Stanford is like climbing the charts at quarterback. I'd never heard of him. He only played 14 games in a pandemic shortened season. Davis Mills, and they're talking like the the wolf, Dandy, may take him in the second round. Have you heard that? I had heard that they are interested in taking a quarterback in the second round. I can't say that I've So you've never of heard of Davis Mills? No, I have heard of him. And okay. In fact, the guy who was playing either behind him or ahead of him had left this year and had transferred to – is it Mississippi State or Ole Miss? I can't remember. Where's Mike Leach now? It might be Mississippi Mike Leach State. is at Mississippi State. <clears throat> yeah, so he, he went there, and in his first game, he lit it up, and it was like Stanford's looking at this and going, well, how do we let this guy get right? right? And then that team kind of fizzled out, and uh, and Stanford didn't have a great year either. So when I, I guess, when I know. heard this, I quickly went to YouTube. I searched Davis Mills, and I came upon this, Andy. I want to play it for you and get your thoughts. To welcome back to Fresh Prince Sports, and today we're going to be doing a prospect breakdown slash scouting report on Davis Mills. If you're new here, please hit like, subscribe button, and really appreciate it. As I have other prospect breakdowns slash scouting reports on the channel, you can check out the playlist. Uh, more than 50 videos up on there, and there's going to be a lot of drops coming soon um, as the chaff becomes closer. Also, I have my QB through safety rankings with the new update 2.0 rankings coming very soon, too. Who's this? As well as you can Hold watch on. all my seven round mock drafts on the channel. So, without further ado, let's get started. Davis Mills is a 6'4, 225 pound senior QB from Stanford. Um, in two years of only playing 13 games, he's had. <laughs> this two- kid is like 11. Yeah. And yeah, he's got well. a whole YouTube channel. Where he's like, make sure to subscribe and watch my full seven-round mock drafts. This kid is breaking down Davis Mills, and I'm just thinking to myself, wow. Now, I, I, I played this audio on the air Saturday on JFK, and I got one email, a long email from a listener, shaming me, saying, you shouldn't be making fun of kids like this. It's productive and it's their passion. And I said, look, I didn't mean to come off like I was mocking them. I said, if I had, if we had YouTube when I was a kid and you could whip up mm-hmm. videos and post them and pretend to be an expert, I bet you I'd be doing the same fucking thing. But oh. it's just laughable thinking that 11-year-olds want to be the next Mel Kuyper Jr. They've got YouTube channels, quote, breaking down, guys. They don't know shit about. I'm sorry. Well, this 11-year-old with a lisp doesn't know shit about this quarterback. Well, one of your colleagues over there at WJFK, Grant Paulson, got his start in a similar way. You know, he was I on know Letterman he did. when he was a kid, and he was also, yeah, I think he had a show on Sirius XM. Maybe still but does, I don't think but- Grant ever went to the length of breaking down the pros and cons of a quarterback for the NFL. Well, yeah, uh, really. Moving around in Here. the pocket and creating space to make you know a great throw. He also has got a you know quick and laser sharp throwing motion that looks NFL okay, ready. Good. I'm t- NFL ready. Says this random 11 year old Fresh Prince Sports. 
Right. Well, I, I remember a 14 or 15 year old Grant Paulson coming into the studio when I was working with Mel Kuyper at the ESPN zone right. in the early 2000s. And uh, he was prepared to go head to head with his breakdown of the draft versus oh, the boy. greatest of all time. And I was sort of <laughs> sitting there going, huh, OK, this ought yeah. to be interesting. Yeah. That said, I think, first of all, I do enjoy the NFL draft. I enjoy the fact that they made it the way the format is now is perfect, if you ask me. First round Thursday, that's the TV show. Second yep. and third round Friday. And then come Saturday, they mop up the rest for the hardcore junkies. Right. You and I remember when it was at noon on Saturday. Some said they remember when, when it was at 10 a.m. on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. I re- Not 10 a.m., 7 a.m. I remember doing this because... 7 a.m.? Uh, yeah, they were just, because I, I, I think they got it all in in one day. Maybe it was two days. But yes, they would start early in the morning because I was doing morning drive in Dallas updates on uh, on a news talk format. So updates every you know fifty or I guess it was every half hour, and uh, I was getting live picks in you know for the various sportscasts. Wow! Yeah, I yeah. So that said, uh, who do you think Washington's going to take? Got me. What at nineteen? You hear names of offensive linemen thrown around. I don't think they're going to get a quarterback there. Do you? No. Do you think they're going to make the big splash move up to get one of the big five, no. like Trey Lance, perhaps, who everyone's no. starting to get all horny about? Mm-mm. No. No. Yeah. No. Which which means, I guess, we're under sensible management if that's the case. You know, well, the, the draft should be more boring. The 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 more splashy you get the more you run the risk of fucking it all up. Yeah, I mean, who's who's the last team that really reached to get a quarterback and it paid off big time? Now, Jared Goff did get the Rams to the Super Bowl, so maybe you could say that worked out. But in most cases, when you try and jump up the board to try and get your guy, Robert Griffin III, you got one good year out of him. Right. doesn't really work out long term, does it? The thing about the RG3 trade, and it was exorbitant to move up a couple spots, the Rams didn't make hay out of that trade anyway. Right. They right. like they they had a few guys that hit, but they didn't move the needle at all. So it was a no. lose lose on both fronts. Yeah, remember when Jeff Fisher tried to rub it in by having the guys that got in the trade come out for the coin toss uh, right. the following year? Yeah, didn't work out. So this year, of course, Trevor Lawrence is going one one to Jacksonville, and he's considered to be the most can't miss ish. And I say ish because anyone can miss, right? But right. he's the most can't miss ish quarterback. And then it drops off from there. And then this kid Zach Wilson from BYU who has wowed people with his arm strength and 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 his moxie. He's like the Mormon Manzel, they say, <laughs> is likely to go number two to the Jets. That one versus two drop off throughout history in the NFL draft at quarterback has always been dramatic, if you ask me. It is Peyton Manning to Ryan Leaf. It is Andrew Luck to RG3, although Luck did retire prematurely because he was just battered to hell. Right, and it could right. be this again. Yeah. A lot of it is teams. You know, it, it, it depends on the organization that drafts. If you got a really great organization that has wound up with that pick through trades from previous years, it might work out. But yeah, I mean, you know, there's the, the, the most famous quarterback draft I remember is 1971 where you had um, uh, Jim Plunkett go number one and Archie Manning go number two. Both of them went to bad teams. Plunkett eventually won Super Bowls when he got to his third team, the Raiders, and Archie Manning got the 
crap kicked out of him playing for the lowly Saints. And, right. you know, we never got to see how good he might be. But generally speaking, truly elite quarterbacks, franchise guys, lift the team that they're on, no matter what, generally right, but, speaking. But, but okay, so Alex Smith goes number one to San Francisco. And San Francisco isn't very good for a while. He finally gets a chance to play, and we saw how his career played out. Aaron Rodgers drops down the board to 24, has the benefit of sitting three years behind Brett Favre. When he got his chance to play, he was ready and good. If if, if they had swapped places, do you think that it would, Aaron Rodgers would have developed into a franchise guy for San Francisco? Maybe, but maybe not. Yeah. You know who was drafted three sh- spots behind Tom Brady, Mr. 199 in 2000? Who? Went, went to our Redskins out of Stanford. Todd Husack. Yeah. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Come on. Come I on. Took a, I don't think he took a snap, did he? No. No. <laughs> Todd Husack at 202. The, 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 the amount, the little tiny amount of uh, compensation it would have taken for the Redskins to move up three spots from 202 in the sixth round to 199 to take Brady. Would have well, been, or at 198, I guess, the team before New England. In other words, when you look back at Brady as the greatest of all time, drafted at 199, what did people miss? And will there ever be another case where a true all time great falls that far? I don't think so. Uh, Montana was a third round pick, and Bill Walsh actually thought he could get him at the fifth or the sixth round. And he just got nervous when people started, you know, chattering. But Montana was great in college. He had those incredible comebacks at Notre Dame. Tom Brady had to split time his senior year. He wasn't even a full-time starter. And you've seen the combine video of him where he looks like, you know, a guy from the uh, men's health club, you know, walking out with a, with a towel wrapped around <laughs> I know. His, his junk. You know, I mean, he doesn't, he didn't look like a, a quarterback. And, uh, and also, I'll, I'll, I'll say this about Brady, too. Don't you think it was a benefit to not play for a full year behind Drew Bledsoe? Sure, yeah. sure. It did. It didn't ruin. It didn't ruin him. Uh, but it helped him. But right. But they missed something on Brady. Right. And and I right. guess they missed his competitive drive. Could be. That's part did of it. they yeah. miss his information processing ability? I guess the Wonderlick can't do everything. <laughs> By the way, I, I have missed the usual off-season industry that the NFL churns up by way of its combine and site visits and everything else. It's right. been very weird this off-season because yeah. of the, the lack of that. I, I do enjoy it, even though I know it's half voodoo, half witchcraft. Yeah, yeah. You remember when Michael Sam came out and, and the big uh, oh, yeah. deal about the fact that he was the first gay. Uh, openly gay player? And, uh, and and they pretty much had to put a gun to the Rams' head to draft him. And he never, you know, he for all the, the hoopla about him, he never took a snap in the NFL. He didn't? No, not in a regular season game. Yeah, Michael Sam was, I believe, the Big 12 defensive yes. player of the year. Correct, in Missouri, yep. And, and so you would think, that, like, that's the big conundrum about Saturday football versus Sunday football. There is no rational way to explain to a casual fan or a non-sports fan, yes, this kid played in a major university at a big-time conference, player of the year defensively, and they will have nowhere to put him on Sundays. 
can't play well, in the pros. How is that possible? I, I, I don't know enough about the, the differences between the games to tell you. Oh, other come than, on, Andy. You've covered uh, sports long well, enough. I think it right. comes down to just you have to be a specific kind of a freak at your position to play on Sundays. You have to have certain things, size, speed, and if you fall through the cracks, and I would say that Michael Sam was a cracks guy, he fell through the cracks of being able to play. The, you know, the whole being gay thing, it didn't help him per se, but if he could play, they would have put up with it, right? Oh, uh, absolutely. No, I think there was some organizations that would have felt like they wanted to actually put him on the field to show everybody that, you know, they're they're They give everybody a chance to play. Sure. And, you know, I, I don't I don't think they're in this day and age. I don't think you know, I may be wrong, but I don't think that there was any prejudice that exists right. because right. the fact that he came out as being openly gay. I don't think that was an issue. Who are the two all time draft busts? I would say it has to be. Well, three. There's a, a triumvirate. The holy trinity of draft busts have to be Ryan Leaf, Tony Mandrich and Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, and I would put Russell at the top of that list because you would. He, Why? Oh yeah. Well, because he the only thing that went on was he had a Howard serve for an arm, but nobody did the research to say you know is he interested in film study? You know the famous story where they uh, gave him some uh, DVDs to take home and watch film, and they asked him uh, did he watch it the night before? He said yes. It turned out the DVDs were blank. Oh you know? no, I didn't oh, hear yeah. that. Oh yeah, things like that. And, really? And, and, yeah, and and they and so I put him there. Uh, Ryan Leaf, you know, there there was real debate whether it was going to be Ryan Leaf or Manning, and uh, and he was clearly, I guess, because of the fact that he was a quarterback, that makes him a bigger bust than Mandrich. But Mandrich, you know, in the I, I days think where they I, before before we, before we get to Mandrich on the Ryan Leaf thing, yeah, his childish tirade to the reporter mm-hmm. was so eye-opening because it made you say to yourself how come you couldn't find out this guy had the constitution of an infant prior to drafting him like because... i thought you were supposed to interview people i thought you were supposed to have you know face to face with the guy like he was a child he's like get out of my face it's like bro you're a pro man this well, is life. How, how do you determine that in an interview process? I, 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 what are the questions that would reveal to you that this guy is a child? Uh, maybe put him in a stressful situation. See uh, if he reacts like, that way. Like what? I don't, lunch? I don't know. I also know one thing. And <laughs> I know one thing, and that is whenever teams fall in love with a quarterback and whenever there is yeah. a consensus, they will ignore warning signs. Right. And right and the industrial complex of the draft does not reward those who play the don't pass line. Example on that is Nolan Narwaki, the infamous scout who wrote a scathing review of Cam Newton's personality, and they attacked Nolan Narwaki for giving his right. opinion, which to a large degree was spot on, even though Cam did have a good career. He had some ups and downs, and he showed some pretty selfish me-first behavior. Yeah, yeah, I know. They wanted people want to see what they want to see. And I remember Dan Miller, who's gone on to very great success in Detroit. He's on TV and he does the Lions games on the radio. But in North Turner's first year, he was the beat reporter for the radio station covering the team. And he told me he's standing at practice with North, and they're watching Heath Schuler throw. 
And Norv says to Dan, doesn't he remind you of Troy Aikman? That's, you know, that's a coach because he, he, he wanted to see that. And, and, and maybe he had physical skills like him, but he was a complete dope. He was an idiot. On the, Mandarich, on the Mandarich front, he was third behind Aikman and Barry Sanders, right? No, he was, I think he was second. Let me oh, look that up. Look that up. Yeah, look that up. 89 draft. The thing about Mandarich is that anyone with half a brain had to know he was gobbling roids like they were Tic Tacs. No, and, they didn't have to know because nobody was talking about it. He went number wait two. Wait a minute. He went number two. Number two, yeah. Went number two to the Packers. People knew about steroids back in 89. Um, yes, but they were not testing for him, I don't believe, okay. in the NFL. Even no. if you're not testing for him, which I'm not sure when they started rigor- rigorously testing, anyone with half a brain would have to know, hey, Look at this guy. He was featured on the cover of SI, The Incredible Bulk. Yes. All right. And did you, do you know what the picture was? The picture was him toting two grocery carts, as if to say it's you know skinless chicken and lots of reps. <laughs> that was not on the cover, I don't think. Well, it was in the story. I know that. Tony Mandarich cover, SI. Uh, no, the cover was just him in shorts, shirtless. With yeah. these magnificent pecs with a sunset behind them. I'll tell you this. I, I take that back about the testing. They were doing the testing, and they were doing the testing in college. And did you hear the story of how he was able to play in the Rose Bowl that year? No. How? Oh, this, this is great. This is unbelievable. And it's somewhat ingenious, but uh, it tells you uh, how much into the roids he was. He went to a toy store, and he bought one of these little uh, squeaker toys. And he had a teammate fill up that toy with his own urine. And he took <laughs> he, he took that squeaker toy and put it in between his butt cheeks and ran a tube that was attached to his penis because they have to watch you while you pee. And so when he went in to pee, he just opened up that tube with his teammate's urine from the little squeaker toy into the uh, vial and was able to play. Yeah. And then later on, a company actually made a fake dick you could fill with whatever you want. Somebody <laughs> else's urine or lemonade. It was called the original Wizenator. <laughs> and a player by an, the name of Ontario Smith for the Vikings <laughs> got <laughs> caught using the original <laughs> Wizenator. Right, right. Yeah. Right. So, so even still, it, smart people in football would have said, this kid's roiding up like crazy. His body's going to break down. He's beaten up on lesser competition in college. He ain't going to translate to the pros. Let's pass. To me, smart football people would have seen that and said that, but they didn't. Uh, I, I mean, he look, I'm looking at his size now. He's 6'5", 311 pounds, all muscle. Uh, he was he was killing people in college. Yeah, but why was he killing? Did he have superior technique or was he just bigger? That's the thing. Okay, but they should have, like, to me, these kind of, Jamarcus Russell, Ryan Leaf, Tony Mandrich, those mistakes should never happen. I think they're happening less and less now because the unsophistication, Andy, of how the draft used to go is shocking. For example, remember the time Mike Ditka traded his whole draft for one player in Ricky Williams, a running back, no less, as no. the league had already turned demonstrably towards passing? 
well, this is Ditka later admitted he was trying to, you know, stir up some interest in the team. That was that was oh. a part of it. But but it was also Ditka being Ditka. Yeah. How and, about and you look, win? That would stir interest in the team. That's a bullshit I mean, excuse from a bullshit artist in Ditka. I'm not buying it. No, no question. I mean, look, look that he he benefited from having Buddy Ryan there in Chicago, right. having an organization that took players, and he he liked the spotlight. He was he, he was did. much more comfortable being on television, I think, than he ever was coaching. But uh, the fact you know. the organization didn't say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, we're not trading our whole draft," and yeah. we can't like these players that we get via the draft. They're young. They're mostly not injured, and they're cheap. And, yeah. and and a lot of teams make mistakes, and we end up getting a guy in the fourth, fifth, sixth round who can really play like a first-rounder. That's a force multiplier. Nobody said that to Ditka. They let him trade his whole draft. Of course, when the owners get involved, you get dumb shit like the owner of the Browns admitting that a homeless guy convinced him to take Johnny Manziel. Yes. Well, the owners like to be involved. That's that's their thing, you know? And, they, they, and, and when they do hit on one... They like to say, well, see, I called that one, didn't I? You know, it's like it's like the story of Jimmy the Greek that Brett Musburger told that when Greek would be on a cold streak, he would go to the racetrack and bet on every horse in the race. So <laughs> Just to he, win one. So that he could hold up the ticket and say, huh, I got it. Right. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Racehorse or workhorse between the NFL draft and the Kentucky Derby, there's no shortage of odds, props, and horses to take advantage of and win cash at mybookie.ag. Predict who will go first or last in the NFL draft and everything in between. Will it be Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson to the Jags? If you've got a feeling, you can cash in on this and make much more money at mybookie. And make sure you hit up the website May 1st for some freebies because they're celebrating the 2021 Kentucky Derby with a host of free games. Games, spins, and chips available throughout the day in the MyBookie Casino. Whether you're looking for a legit blackjack experience fit with live dealers or just looking to bet on the next big event, there's only one place to do it. That's MyBookie. Sign up now with promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to get your first deposit matched up to $1,000. That's promo code ZABE to get your free deposit and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere and get paid with my bookie. Uh, the Laramie Tunsil story. Remember the time, dot, dot, yep. dot? Ten minutes before the draft was to begin, somebody releases a video of Laramie Tunsil, tackle from Old Miss, with a 
bong made out of a gas mask, smoking up to the nines. He plummeted like from a top three pick to I think ninth overall to the Dolphins based on that video alone. Stupid. Stupid. It's just marijuana. This was only a couple years ago. Like when they passed on Warren Sapp, it was because of marijuana. And even then it's like, yeah, kids in college are going to smoke some marijuana. It's just the way it is. And that was just a report that he had failed a drug test. It was it was from Bob Glauber, and it came out it came out the morning of the draft, and so that that was something that tumbled him down the board that day. I think he was supposed to go like top five, and I think he went twelve in that draft. I'm not going to look this up, but I that was I think yeah. that was the one. And I and I remember uh, covering that for the radio station and being pissed because I wanted. Washington to take him. They took sure. Michael Westbrook at four <laughs> and Sap Sap fell the yeah, fell down to twelve. Twelve. It was just just because of a report that came out that morning that he had failed a, a marijuana test. Right. Remember when the Cowboys got Lael Collins as an unrestricted free agent because there was this gruesome double homicide involving his pregnant ex-girlfriend, pregnant ex-girlfriend, mm-hmm. and it happened so close to the draft, they didn't have time to see whether or not he was going to be a suspect, and so every team just passed on him? Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, that's I mean, a hell of a scoop right there. Talk about a draft day thing that cost a guy millions of dollars. Totally innocent. It was some other scumbag who did it, not him. Well, the, there's that, but then there's the other side of it where Washington looks at Darius Geis and every other team in the league is going, ooh, that one looks like a hot one. We don't want to touch it. And they took him in the second round and said, ooh, look what we got. Look what we got. Darius Geis has now been banned from even setting foot on the campus of LSU. Oh, I know. I know. It's It's been bad. Of course, remember the time Dan, along with Spurrier, flew away from the team headquarters? Or no, it was Dan on the, the draft involving LeVar Arrington and Chris Samuels. Yes. I believe they had a big party at FedEx Field during the draft. That sounds right. Yeah. And I believe, was that Norv's first year? No, Norv's last year. His last year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, and, you know, and then, of course, after the RG3 trade, they were so pleased with themselves. Uh, Dan and Shanahan flew off to the Bahamas to celebrate. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, yeah, man. Good times, good so times. So if you were to have a philosophy for the NFL draft, if you were mm-hmm. run, if you owned a team, let's say Andy Poland owns a team, and you hire competent people to run the draft, and you had one last thing to tell them before you stepped out of the way and stepped out of the room, what would you tell your guys, your coach, your GM, your personnel people about the draft, having observed it as a fan all these years? I would tell them the Melf Kuyper philosophy – that uh, comes from Bill Walsh. Load up in the middle rounds. Third, fourth, fifth rounds, get a bunch of picks. And if you like somebody in the second round, you can move back up in to do it. But otherwise, load up, load up, load up. You're going to have some busts in there and you'll have some fines. That's how I built through the draft. All right. Very good. Andy, we're playing golf on Thursday, me and one account, and going to his house to watch the draft afterwards. Do you want to be a part of it? I know you haven't played golf in a while, but it sounds like <laughs> yeah. fun for you, right? Yeah, I can think of nothing better I'd like to do. <laughs> Plus, you and one account have a little bit of history. You've been got a little chippy over the years. <laughs> yeah, we got some stories, which I don't think we really want to go into here, do we? <laughs> That's fine. All right, Andy, good to have you back. Rest that voice. Thank you, brother. All right, Sam, take there care. You know. 
Why don't we end on a Monday with a good old-fashioned COVID roundup? Did you know Biden's first 100 days are up? Oh, yes. Yes, they are. How's he doing? I'm sure a lot of people saying he's doing great. Remember this quote, though, from Biden? Quote, on the first day I'm inaugurated, I'm going to ask the public for 100 days to mask. Just 100 days to mask. Not forever. Just 100 days. He then said, and I think we'll see a significant reduction in the virus. Well, it's been 100 days. Are we done yet? Oh, we're not done yet. Funny how that is. Just 100 more days after it's been nearly a year. That's all. That's it. That's not forever. Just a, well, and a little bit more. No, keep going. Keep going. It is becoming more and more laughable all the time. But don't worry. Fauci says that new guidance is coming from the CDC on outdoor masking, which to me still floors me that I see so many people outdoors by themselves wearing a mask, out for a walk, nobody else nearby. I wonder, are they doing it just because they want to be good citizens? Are they genuinely afraid? Is it just habit? Well, I got to go out for a walk. Might as well wear a mask. I'm going to the store. It'll take me 10 minutes to walk there. But when I get there, I'm going to need it. So I'm not going to put it in my pocket because that'll make it dirty. So I'll just keep it on my face. I, I don't know. I desperately want to. I would love to stop some of these people and just ask them. But not to be confrontational or mean. I just literally want to know. Sir, ma'am, if you don't mind, what are you thinking right now? Mask mania shows little signs of letting up in some places. MMA was maskless in Jacksonville. The story uh, in the Las Vegas Review-Journal led with this. Ready? Here's the lead. At least 15,000 people are willing to risk permanent damage or death to attend a live sporting event again. Went the story from Adam Hill in the Las Vegas Review-Journal. That's according to language in the disclaimer from those attending UFC 261 in Jacksonville, the first indoor sporting event to allow full attendance since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. It sold out in a matter of minutes, which tells you that, yes, yes, 15,000 people are willing to risk permanent damage or death. But that's a weird way to lead the story about the UFC fight. But I'll give credit to Clay Travis, Corona Bros., are going to Corona, bro. It's that simple. So anyhow, the mask thing continues, certainly in blue state America, big city America, Northeast, it's going strong. And I mean, double masks, I still see N95s and signs and stickers all over. Now, let me mop up just a bit because I'll do something that very few on the other side on Team Virus is willing to do, and that is to uh, mop up incorrect statements or mistakes or anything that is not completely on the level. And that is the Stanford study, several people emailed me, that purported to show that masks did all this damage and this and that and the other. It, a, it was not a Stanford study. The person involved in doing it was had some loose relation to Stanford, but it was not from Stanford itself. The study was not so much a study as it was a theory paper. It was peer-reviewed, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it was vetted like a real study or scientific endeavor. 
It was published on a sub page of the NIH website, which is the government website, but it had been out there for a while as well. So, okay, fine. Luckily, there's only, oh, I don't know, a dozen, two dozen other more thorough studies to fall back on, including the Belgian study that showed emphatically in a 3,000-person sample that masks did nothing. It was a study that had to be shelved for almost three months as they tried to figure out, oh my God, what are we going to do with this? This doesn't show what we want it to show. And then they finally released it. And all the experts and Fauci and company just ignored it. And I ignore that. Now Fauci says new guidance is coming on outdoor masking. Oh, I can't wait to tell. Guess what? Doesn't matter for some people. All the guidance in the world is not going to unfuck their heads. There's another study out, and this one is legit. It's from MIT, and it says there is zero benefit to the six-foot rule. The six-foot rule might as well be the five-second rule when it comes to dropping food on the ground. Ooh, pick it up in five seconds. It's not dirty. They say, and this was exhaustively examined in this study from MIT, that you are just as exposed in indoor settings at 60 feet as you are at six feet. Because especially when it comes to people being masked indoors, the exhaust from your pie hole just goes up and around and out the sides of you full of COVID if you have the COVID. And it aerosolizes through the mask. And it lingers in the air like a bad fart. But I mean, when I say linger, it lingers. They say that the aerosolized microns with the COVID can hang in the air for not just hours, but days, days. Again, all of this was known to people who can use their own critical thinking and don't just eat from the mainstream media like a child eating peas and carrots in their high chair. The information is out there despite big tech's frantic efforts to censor it. So you have to ask, why are certain leaders and why are Fauci and others eager to say, why aren't they eager now to say, you know what? Hey, we're done here. Get a vax, make your own sensible decisions. And America, we are back, baby. Let's go. Simple. It's too good a gig for Fauci. That's number one. He would go back to irrelevance the minute this thing is over. So he's not going to declare it over ever. And for those controlling the money in our elected halls of America, the Mo pandemic, the Mo money they can sprinkle around. And it's, of course, money that they don't have. It's just money that they're printing from the big fake money printer and then spreading it around to whatever constituent groups they want. This has been a godsend for big spenders in government. Yay, crisis, let's spend. This latest infrastructure bill, they're now saying, uh, many Democrats are saying, well, you know, daycare is infrastructure. (laughs) Batman's a scientist. Yeah, infrastructure is not roads, bridges, dams, etc. It's daycare. Sure. You want crazy? This is crazy. Oregon. Dateline Oregon. Joe Kinsey writing for OutKick says, What does insanity look like? It's on display Wednesday at the Summit High School track meet in Bend, Oregon, where an 800-meter race ended with a runner by the name of Maggie Williams. Well on her way to crushing the school record, before falling flat on her face just meters from the finish line. 
She said, I was pushing so hard and everything just went blurry and I fell. But luckily, I fell at the right spot and crossed the line with my head. Coach Dave Turnbull said bluntly, it was essentially oxygen, complete oxygen debt. The coach, as well as longtime Oregonian columnist John Canzano, unloaded on state officials that make these high school athletes wear masks while running around a track, including in high-speed sprint-like events like the 800 when you're running full out for 800 meters. So we have a case of a girl falling flat on her face at the finish line, and that's not enough to make the authorities go, you know what? This is great. We it's over. It's done. Rules done. We're done. No. It's still being wrangled about. Said Coach Turnbull, the good news is that the OSAA is working hard with the OHA to remove the mask restrictions. Why is it even hard at this point? I sent them pics of Maggie hitting the ground. I warned them of this in a meeting over a month ago. Respiration requirements and events from the 400 to the 3K are far too high for masks. Moreover, carbon dioxide isn't fully removed from the mask upon inhalation. Duh! Am I screaming? I'm screaming right now. What's it going to take? How many more need to fall flat on their face? Luckily, she was not seriously injured. Could have been, though. And the stupidity continues. CNN headline, here's a list of places to get Vax freebies. Junior's Cheesecake, Krispy Kreme, Nathan's Hot Dog, Staples and Office Depot give you free laminating. White Castle will give you a treat as well. Budweiser is giving a free beer to anyone 21 and up who provide their proof of vaccination. Get a beer, get some cheesecake, get a donut, hot dog, some White Castle, and I'm going to get some laminating while I'm at it. Maybe a number two pencil. Dateline Los Angeles, the Dodgers are experience experimenting with a section for COVID vaccinated fans only. Uh, 500 people, no social distancing. The practice, they say, could be expanded for next homestand, according to club president Stan Kasten. Then there is this woman who I'm telling you is my spirit animal. I love this woman. Warning. Language is not suitable for young ears. Earmuffs? Good. Here we go. A lot of y'all might not like me after this, but I don't give a fuck. I'm going to say what the fuck needs to be said and what people don't want, are really thinking but don't want to say. Fuck COVID. We're fucking over it. If you're a scary-ass bitch and you want to fucking wear your mask, wear your mask, bitch. I have a right to breathe in motherfucking peace. If you're one of those motherfuckers that think you're going to catch it, keep your motherfucking dumb ass in the house, okay? That is on you. If you want to get vaccinated, bitch, get vaccinated. That is not on us to get vaccinated. Leave us the fuck alone. AIDS is real. Diabetes is real. Cancer is real. All these shits is real. Car- Accidents, strokes, heart attacks, all types of shit. Accidental death. We're gonna die. Everybody dies. Our government doesn't get the right to dictate how the fuck we live in a pandemic. You don't either, bitch. Because this is motherfucking America. I am free. I have a right to breathe how the fuck I want to breathe. So for those who don't understand, fuck you and fuck COVID. Next is America. I'm gonna do what the fuck I want to do. Now let the fuck go. <laughs> oh, yes. Absolute fire. Now, just imagine her 
when you don't please her quite the way she wanted in bed. I'm bet she's going to let you know about that. That'll be a wrap for today. Thank you so much for listening. Spread the word about the ZabeCast as one of the go-to podcasts to get you through your day. At help rate and review, it helps with the algorithmic overlords on the old podcast ecosystem. Thanks for listening. Have a great Monday, and we will see you next time. Racehorse or workhorse between the NFL draft and the Kentucky Derby, there's no shortage of odds, props, and horses to take advantage of and win cash at mybookie.ag. Predict who will go first or last in the NFL draft and everything in between. Will it be Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson to the Jags? If you've got a feeling, you can cash in on this and make much more money at mybookie. And make sure you hit up the website May 1st for some freebies because they're celebrating the 2021 Kentucky Derby with a host of free games. Games, spins, and chips available throughout the day in the MyBookie Casino. Whether you're looking for a legit blackjack experience fit with live dealers or just looking to bet on the next big event, there's only one place to do it. That's MyBookie. Sign up now with promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo to get your first deposit matched up to $1,000. That's promo code ZABE to get your free deposit and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. And get paid with my bookie.